guys so welcome back to my show a beautiful conversation where you get to elevate your everyday existence word by word because the best conversation is the one you have with yourself so before I get into my word for today I want to appreciate each one of you who has listened and liked who's commented and shared and just supported me in my podcast so many of the comments I've received have really touched me so today's word is balance, starting with the letter B. And I don't know about you, but when I hear certain words, I feel them. And many words conjure images in my mind. And as much as I'm an auditory learner, as humans, we're also very visual. Hence, we get the cliched phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words, which we could also flip around to saying a word is worth a thousand images. So because it all goes back to word associations, which are based on our experiences and our perspectives. To be honest, I wasn't too sure what word I would use for this week's episode. And I had a few in mind, but none that sort of resonated with me. But I wasn't worried because, you know, I knew something would just pop up. So like the wise sage Rumi said, what you seek is seeking you. So I guess in a sense, balance sought me. And of course, I also have to give credit to my dad who put the word in my mind. I was clearing away dishes after dinner and I asked my parents for a word that started with the letter B. So today's word is sort of sponsored by my dad. So when I looked up the definition of balance from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, I found at least seven definitions of using balance as a noun and four more when you use balance as a verb. And one particular synonym that we could use in place of balance is the word equilibrium. But don't worry, I'm not going to use all seven definitions of balance, just the ones that seemed the most relevant to me. But you are welcome to check them out for yourself in the link I'll be providing in the description box. So balance can be defined as number one, physical equilibrium. So think of your balance while walking or riding a bike, and that's a metaphor that I'll be using very shortly. Number two is an aesthetically pleasing integration of elements. So maybe this is a feeling we get when we look at certain pieces of art, and also why other pieces of art make us feel uneasy or out of harmony. And also this is something I'll be touching on later, using a few principles from Gestalt psychology. Number three is uh, mental and emotional steadiness. And number four, as a verb, to bring something into a state of harmony and proportion. So there are two metaphors that come to my mind when I think of the word balance. One is of a bike, as in when you're riding a bike, and the other is the yin-yang symbol from Taoism, which is actually called the Taijitu. And of course, I asked a friend to help me get this pronunciation right. So I think the bicycle metaphor arose from constantly hearing a few of my friends talk about their biking experiences, which is now actually inspiring me <laughs> to get a bike for myself. <clears throat> and I'm sure pretty soon a bike is going to show up in my reality. So I really learned how to bike when I was in India. Although my dad did his best to teach my brother and myself when we were living in the US, and we had these uh, training wheels attached to our cute little bikes. Or maybe it was just in my bike. And then when we shifted to India, 
So I learned to ride on my own and I literally rode my way into bushes so many times. But eventually I got the hang of it and both my brother and I rode our way to school on our bikes. There is an obvious connection between biking and balancing, right? And uh, once you get the basics, it becomes kind of instinctive. Even if you haven't biked in years, once you get back on a bike, you somehow know how to keep your balance, even if you wobble a little bit in the beginning. So it's instinctive. And learning how to trust our instinct is absolutely essential. And this is something that I refer to, or I have referred to, and I probably will be referring to a lot in the upcoming episodes about learning how to trust our instincts, not just on a bike, but in life. Because like I mentioned in my previous episode, we come across vast amounts of information every day, like, for ex like gigabytes <laughs> and terabytes of valuable information. So the question is, how do we decide which path to take? especially if you're starting a new venture or you're switching careers. So you have to go back to your instinct, which guides you to selecting the best for you. And then you go from there and the new avenues open up for you. And then you gain speed, which brings me to my next point. Balance is very much connected to momentum. So when we first start learning to ride a bike, we're a little slow in the beginning, which is normal. But as we pick up speed, our balance improves, which is why when we first start learning something and it gets a little hard, you cannot quit. In fact, you should go faster so you can quickly get through this initial learning phase to the next one and build momentum, which is a power by itself, because momentum will carry you through more challenges with much less effort. Like the idiom says, or at least one of the idioms that I agree with is a rolling stone gathers no moss. And in terms of the laws of physics, momentum equals to mass times velocity. And I had this verified by an expert. So mass in this case, if we're talking about bike riding would be your mass or weight and velocity is a speed at which you ride. So if we're talking in a more metaphorical sense, then mass might refer to the size of your project at hand. The funny thing is that usually the point at which we feel like quitting is the point just before momentum kicks in. And how do you know what point that is? Simple. It's the point at which you feel like giving up. By the way, I need to clarify something here. The things that I'm referring to here are either like projects or businesses or relationships that you know deep within you that you still want it to work. If there's even an inkling of a desire within you that you want this thing to work, then you have to stay the course until momentum kicks in. But if you're in a job, a project, a business, or even a toxic, abusive relationship, which, from which you decide to walk away because you've evolved, you've set your own boundaries, or because it doesn't align with your principles, it, I wouldn't consider that the same as giving up. I do feel though that 99% of things can be fixed, whether it has to do with work or relationships or objects. Which leads me back to my earlier point about learning to trust your instinct. The other image that came to my mind, which I mentioned earlier when I thought about balance was what I mentioned was uh, this, the, 
yin-yang symbol, the Taoist symbol. So you know the one with uh, the circle with the wavy line in the middle with, in black and white with uh, two dots on either side? So I learned some really um, fascinating information about this concept or this philosophy of yin and yang. And I've put the link for this in the description box in case you want to read and explore more for yourself. To me, this symbol encapsulates both the duality and the wholeness of life. And according to the Taoist, the word yin means shady side and yang means sunny side. So when we say something is whole, we usually mean it's not split up or divided because then that would change the nature of its wholeness. Some other aspects of the yin-yang philosophy that I felt to be profound are that number one, neither yin nor yang are absolute in and of themselves, as in they depend on each other to be complete, but also the completedness of one defines the completedness of the other. Number two, they are fluid in nature, so they sort of flow into and out with each other across the length of time. And number three, the summation of both of them forms a whole, which means that as one decreases, the other increases and vice versa. So I don't know about you, and of course you don't have to agree or accept any of this, but to me, this concept of the yin and yang seems to be an almost perfect metaphor, not just for balance, but also for how an ideal relationship could be. So I know we've all heard this phrase about how our spouse or significant other completes us. And yes, no doubt that is true. However, even within a relationship, whether it's in a romantic context or a close friendship, both individuals need to be complete in and of themselves like the yin and yang, to be interdependent and not dependent on each other. And then this idea of fluidity, it reminds me of Bruce Lee's famous words, to be like water. And water is such a powerful and versatile medium. It's a force of its own without even seeming to be a force. And it goes where it needs to go, it does what it needs to do, it molds itself according to its surroundings, it erodes hardness with its softness. It always finds a way to reach its destination. It's highly efficient and it always gets to its final destination in the shortest possible route, no matter what. And even our bodies are made up of 70% of water. And like I like to remind my friends to make sure that they're always drinking enough water. So coming back to my definition number two from the dictionary, about how certain pieces of art can make us feel harmonious and how some others don't actually create that same sense of ease. So when it comes to art and design, there's four other ways of playing around with this idea of balance. And these principles are based on the Gestalt School of Psychology that says that as humans, we naturally tend to perceive objects and basically anything in our reality as a whole that is greater than the sum of its parts. So the interesting thing is that as artists, and yes, I'm just going to assume that you're an artist, because as long as you're creating something, you are an artist. 
whether it's a piece of writing, whether it's a song, a composition, whether it's acting, whether it's singing or dancing. So as artists, even if we didn't know these principles, we've already been using them in our designs. And in art, balance refers to how the visual weight of objects, space and color are distributed across a page or any kind of medium. And if an artist doesn't achieve this, it creates within the viewer a sort of a sense of imbalance or you don't feel right. Something within you doesn't feel right. So the first type of balance is called uh, symmetrical balance. So symmetrical balance is simply about creating mirror images. So for example, if you rest your nose against the mirror, you would achieve symmetrical balance. And symmetrical balance is likely to create within the viewer a sense of elegance and formality, a sense of strong forms and shapes. And symmetrical balance is really about order. So it might resonate the most with you if you're someone who likes order and being organized. The second type of artistic balance is called asymmetrical balance, which is about creating tension through contrasting elements. And this can be more visually appealing. So different elements in the picture are arranged in such a way that their shapes or sizes or colors somehow balance each other, but in a more abstract way that really stands out for the viewer. So if I could paint a word picture for you, imagine a black grand piano in a room that's stark white with a little girl in a bright pink dress sitting on the piano stool, her little fingers resting on the keys. So the feeling that this type of balance gives you, the viewer, is more casual and energetic. And if symmetrical balance creates a calmness through order, then perhaps asymmetrical balance excites the mind. Think of it like finding order in chaos, like nature. When we take a walk or we hike through mountains, there are hills and mountains and trees of different shapes and sizes and hues. But we could never say that nature is not beautiful. Perhaps it's even the most, uh, it's even the best example of asymmetrical balance in all its glory. Complete order and chaos and also absolute perfection. The third type of balance is radial balance, where there is a focal point and every other element of the picture radiates outward, like how the rays of the sun radiate outward. So in images like this, our eyes naturally seek out the center of the image. Think of wheels and or spiral staircases. So maybe it feels like we're solving a mystery and we humans are natural problem solvers, which is why it doesn't make sense to focus on problems because the moment our focus shifts away from what seems to be a problem, our brains naturally guide us to finding a solution. And I've come to realize, after reading so much about how we actually perceive reality, there are no problems. There are only ever different ways of perceiving circumstances, situations, and behaviors. Finally, the fourth type of balance used in art and design is called crystallographic balance. And this type of balance has to do with repetition and in patterns and symbols. The interesting thing about this type of balance is that it can seem like it has no purpose or objective, 
But like the principles of Gestalt psychology suggest, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, and almost like a metaphor for life itself. Sometimes things happen that seem so random, and we tend to fixate on it or ask, and we ask these questions like, why did this happen to me when I thought I was doing everything right? Or why did I lose my job when I'm such a hardworking person? Or why did this person reject me when I treated them so well? And we have so many questions that don't seem to have an answer. And we choose to get stuck. So maybe the next time something similar pops up, gently remind yourself that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That even this thing that you're going through is just part of a larger picture that you can't yet see. And all we can do, like crystallographic balance suggests, is to create patterns of repetition, also known as habits or belief systems that empower us and enable us to create meaning out of seemingly meaningless situations. Treat every experience as neutral and decide what meaning it has for you. And this is something I'll be sharing more about the word meaning in one of my upcoming episodes. So this brings me to my final point about this concept of work-life balance, which I honestly feel now is a bit of a misnomer primarily because each of us has such different definitions of all three of those words, work, life, and balance. And if you don't, or if you didn't, then now would be a great time to revisit your own definitions of each of those words. Because logically, it doesn't make sense that all 7 billion of us on this planet could possibly have the same definition of work-life balance, right? And even if you don't have one, or you had one that was outdated, especially now as the world experiences a huge change, it's a great time to create one for yourself. And then constantly revisit it because definitions change as we evolve. You can't have the same concept of work-life balance as a single person if you're now married or with kids. And whatever definition you decide on, please make it fun for yourself. So I've actually updated some of the content of this episode because when I looked back on it earlier, on what I had shared earlier, I felt there was something missing. And I personally can't put out something that sort of doesn't click within me, especially if I know that I could have done better. So you can call it my perfectionist tendencies or just going with my instinct, but I felt I needed to add on a little extra to make it balanced. So I am choosing to believe that with this episode, that it's opened your mind to new ideas and possibilities for yourself on creating your own sense of balance. Because sometimes we encounter situations and circumstances that throw us off balance. So I, and I want you to know that this is okay and it's normal. So you will find, you will find your step, you find your pace and you'll create momentum again. This is how we were designed as humans to not just live, but to thrive. And this is something I also offer in my coaching, helping you to enlarge your current perspectives and live life by your own definition. So please contact me if you'd like to know more on this. And as always, have a beautiful day and a week ahead. And I'm already looking forward to our next episode together.